Okay. So. We, many of us were raised religious, which means that we heard, since we are young, certain statements, certain truths. And then when we go through life, when things happen, some of these truths are challenged. And the truth is, is that God is running the world. And there's a truth that God is good. And then when things happen, which gives the appearance that God is not running the world. It gives the appearance that God left the world be. And wild animals took over for a moment. It's it, it's important every now and then not to add anything new. There's nothing new to add, but to go over the foundations of, of, of our faith, which is the emes, and that gives us chizuk. It doesn't answer any of these questions. But when we believe in one thing and reality appears to be different, it's important to make what we believe in as real as reality and more real than reality. And one of the ways we do that is by talking about it, by learning about it. And that gives a lot of chizuk. Hashem's involvement in the world and Hashem's knowledge of what happens in the world is something that when you read the parsha of this week, you read the simple story and you only hear what it sounds like, you'll be shocked. Shocked. Because I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about the story of Sodom and the way God reacted to that which was happening in Sodom. And the way God wrote the story, Mamish gives the appearance as if God doesn't fully know what's happening. And that which is explained in the Chumash is as relevant then as it is Bezman Hazeh. And I think I think it's very it's very heartwarming. It doesn't answer questions, but it Mamish gives chizuk in our emuna that God is the one who's running the world and God knows exactly what's happening. And going forward, we have the right to ask of God and we believe that God listens to our tefillos and God will respond in a revealed way as God willing, we'll see big miracles coming now, Amen. But let me begin with a story. I know I shared the story in the past. It's such a good Hasidic story. And the story sounds good, and then there's a much deeper way of understanding the story. The Baal Shem Tev had many Talmidim. The Baal Shem Tev had a Talmud by the name of Pinchas Koritz. Here in LA, he's a famous Rebbe because Paul Koritz, I don't know if he's still in office, but for sure he's an Enochal of the original Pinchas Karetzer. And he had like all of the Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov, many followers, many Hasidim. And there was a big Rav by the name of Babad. I forgot his first name. He wrote Sfarim. And this Babad, this Rabbi, was going through a moment of his personal life where not he was challenged in one area, but sometimes he was overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed with issues with his family. He, he was overwhelmed with issues with his children. He was overwhelmed with Parnassa. Then he got very ill. All of the challenges that no one should know of, he was undergoing at the same time. Couldn't catch his breath. And there was a moment in which these words came into his mind. He asked himself, does God know what's happening to me? Does God know? So he had that thought. So on top of all of his tzadahs, now came the real Jewish guilt. 
he began to guilt himself, how was I allowing myself to have such a thought? Such a blasphemous, dark thought. Does God know what's happening to me? And that completely crushed him. Because that meant to him that not only was he not doing well begashmias, but that meant he's not doing well beruchmias. And he couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. He, he picked himself up and he went into his carriage and he went to his Rebbe of Pinchas of Karitz. And he got there. Now, by, by Rav Pinchas Karitzer, his 770 was built in a way, his headquarters was built in a way that the main road, Mamish, who came straight into the building, the main highway came into the city, his headquarters was right facing the highway, and people that came to the Rebbe, they would go around the shul, they would park in the backyard, and then they would go in. So he's coming there. And as he is about to make a right or a left turn to go park, Rav Pinchas, the Rebbe himself, opened up the window from his office and he stuck his head out and he shouted in Yiddish, As ich weiß, if I know what's happening with you, you think that the Rebbeinu Shalom doesn't know what's happening to you? I know when we here in LA, when we hear that story, it sounds like a heartless Rebbe, right? He was going through Tzadis he was now feeling guilty that he had a moment of just thinking, what the heck is going on? Is God, does God even know? And now I feel guilty. And the Rebbe told him, if I know that you're going through suffering, you think God doesn't know? And somehow, as the Alter Rebbe explains, and the Maimir is not to explain the story, but this, those words for him was the medicine that he needed. He needed to hear that the Rabbeinu Shalom knows what's happening to him. Nothing changed by him at that moment. It wasn't that he got this miracle blessing and everything became good. But that which hurt him the most was addressed. And as the Alter Rebbe explains beautifully, that his question was a question. And the answer to the question is, is that the Rabbeinu Shalom knows exactly what he's undergoing. So let's shelve the story and I want to say the following. Right, we learned Chumash. We know that there was a city called Sedaim. It wasn't just one city, it was five cities. That means it was a big metropolitan area. It was LA and all the suburbs that as time went on, they were, they were, it was a golden city. They were blessed with, the, with all of the brachas that the, that the Mother Earth can give. They were wealthy. It was beautiful. And they started to behave selfishly and ultimately they legislated laws that perfect right over here that out no i'm not rabbi book it no but it doesn't matter what come sit down i'll tell you guess that rabbi book it came from poland and my father comes from poland so at least we are from the same country we, we 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 grew up with the same with the same flavor. So they legislated the people in Sodom. They legalized cruelty. They outlawed doing kindness. Now let me add a medrash. The medrash writes that there was a young woman. There was a single woman who encountered someone who was hungry, hungry as in hungry, hungry, starving, hungry. She gave him a piece of bread, which was illegal in Sudan, and for which she was arrested, for which she was tried in a court, 
and she was found guilty of the crime of giving her only a piece of bread. And the legal, the sentence there was is that they tied her up to a post, they smeared her body with honey, and she was bitten to death by bees. And as she's dying, she was shouting in pain. And on that, now I'm going back to the Chumash. The Chumash says that God told Avram Avinu that I am going to descend. Listen to the words in the Chumash. I'm going to descend to see whether the shoutings that I'm hearing is as bad as it sounds. And if that will be the case, I'm going to destroy this whole area. This is a Pasuk in the Chumash. Which, you know, you say it implies. I think it's more than just an implication. The, the God is writing that he's somewhere up there. He's not down here. When horrible things are happening down here, at some point he hears the shouts up there. And even when he hears it, it sounds like God is saying that I don't know the facts. Right? I have to go down to hear whether it's as bad as it sounds or not. To know what to do. This is the this is the Pasik in Chomish. It's horrible. It's worse than strange. Now, people that did not yet merit to hear or to take in the teachings of the Balshemtiv. That means that based on a very erroneous understanding of Kabbalah. Of Tzimtzum, which we don't have to speak about right now. People from the non-Hasidic world 200 years ago, actually by mistake, by mistake, by an innocent mistake, understood that God is not here. I remember growing up and Moshe Yes came out with the song, Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere. People not exposed to the, to the teachings of the Emes, they said that's not true, but it is true. Hashem is here and Hashem is there and Hashem is everywhere. But how do you reconcile that with this Pasuk? And more than that, even the people who somehow have this understanding that God is up there in the heavens, they quote a Pasuk that we say in Halal, Hashemayim, Shemayim, Lashem, Vehaaretz, we say this, Nasan, Livnei Adam, and they wrongfully teach it, that yeah, that God is there and this is the domain of man, in the, in, the, in the wrong understanding that God, so to say, is not here, or God is not really running the show, at least they, 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 they are of the opinion that God from the heavens knows what's happening. He knows the facts. This passage gives the appearance that if God doesn't make an effort to go down, then he does, he's not even certain himself whether he got it right. Let me go down to see whether the shoutings that are coming to me is accurate or not. And you should know when people, not in theory, but speaking theory, but when people are suffering, when people, a family is suffering, Mrs. Morovich has had one of her family members burnt alive. When people, they, 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 it was God here? And if God wouldn't go down, etc. Listen, this is this is a big, it's a very difficult possible. It's is right, is right now God regret what happened. That's a question. You can ask that question. And I would say like this that I would much rather speak about Sudoim 
because since what's happening now is very painful, as it has to be, and it shouldn't only be painful to you, it should be painful to a yid thinking that you have over 200 people that are that are that are kidnapped right now. The evil, the children, children. And, and, and at the same time, the world is chanting to annihilate all the Jewish people. That's what's, that's the fact. There's the shouting that Palestine free from here until there. And, and it's accepted. We're living in a society that if you were to march and to chant death to all the black people, I think that person would not be alive now. And, and, the, and, and, and that's, that's the fact right now. So when you look at that, and you wonder, where is God? Where is God? So let's speak about the Chumash. It's easier because it's not, it doesn't help you emotionally. I'm not saying that we should not be grasped. I think it's important to be grasped emotionally. But let's speak about the, the Chumash. And the Altareb explains things that are that are gold. Go, gold. When you speak about Hasidus Chabad and Gavaldik, how the Altareb explains this, this passage. We say the Shema. We say the Shema very often. And even though Shema only has six words, everyone will acknowledge that it's difficult to understand what we're saying when we say the Shema. The first part, I get it. Shema Yisrael. Shema means to listen. Shema means to understand. Hashem Echad. Okay, Hashem Echad. Who understands Hashem Elikeinu? I'm not asking you to respond because you can give 20 answers and they, and they, and they are good and they're still not good. What, what do you mean Hashem Alekein? What are you adding by saying that? I always say that the Brazilians love saying that God is Brazilian. That's a meaning in Brazil. They say that Deus é Brasileiro. So it's almost, it sounds like we're saying that God is our God. But we're not saying that. That for sure we're not saying because God is everyone's God. Hashem Alekein. You know, at the end of Yom Kippur, we say Hashem Hu Elikim, which also has to be explained. At least that sounds better. Hashem is Elikim. What do you mean Hashem Elikim? What do you mean by it? What does it mean? And God has different names. What does that mean? If there's only one God, why does he need different names? A person can have different names because we, there, you know, there, there are different layers to every person. This name is that. The other name is God. Is God is God? There's one God. God is not made out of parts. Akasha, this is a question, I'm not coming to answer that question, but the, the, this idea that the Alter Rebbe shares is the, is the Hasidic way of explaining the words Hashem Alekein. There are two ways of knowing something. There is, there is an active way of knowing and there is a passive way of knowing. When I say an active way of knowing, I mean someone who begins with not knowing, you don't know, you make some sort of effort to know. The effort can mean you went to the fact or the fact was brought to you, but you made an effort. You, you, you involved yourself to listen and now you know. That's called what the Alter Rebbe calls active knowledge, active knowledge. And whenever you are, whenever there is active knowledge, whenever you're making an effort to know, it's inevitable, it's inevitable that together with your knowing, now you know, you will have an emotional reaction. It will do something to you. Obviously, even for people like us, certain things affect us to our consciousness less 
certain things we are aware of. Oh boy, now that you know, it's amazing that you can know about something that happened 20 years ago. Nothing new happened. But now that you know about it, you can go completely crazy, for good or bad. It's, a, it's crazy how much knowledge, knowing, it, it, it will grip you. And any knowledge will grip you. Sometimes we learn about something which we think is so theoretical, so we don't feel the emotional reaction. But active knowledge means when you go from not knowing to knowing, it does something to you. The philosophers, the Jewish philosophers, I'm quoting the words of the Mimer, were grappling with, on one hand, God knows. Everything is revealed and known. On the other hand, we stay, there's, there's many psukim that imply that God doesn't change. God doesn't change. God is. Like God told me, I am what I am. He's not like us. One day he's this, and one day he's that. Well, if God knows, then how, how is he the same? Today he knew one thing. Tomorrow I'm going to choose something new. He'll know something new. And that will make him change. Many people are not bothered with, does God change? Does God not change? It doesn't matter if it doesn't bother you. For, for many people, for people that were trying to hop the meaning of a true one God that's pushed, that's plain, that does not change, it bothered them. Many, 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 many bookshelves were written to address this. It's not plain, but always good, right? You don't, you can't see it. I'm not even talking about God's goodness. I'm talking about that God doesn't change. We only know change. We know that nothing is, nothing, nothing now will be the same. That we know that by God it's the opposite. God is. God, That's a pasuk. I God says, I God, I don't change. How can God not change? If God knows everything, and the world is dynamic, the world is dynamic. Things are new. Things are happening every day. So how does God not change? You know, so all of the philosophers that were saying that yeah, God knows the future, so He already knows it all. There's different answers for that. The Alter Rebbe has this concept. There's two types of, there's two levels of knowing, and God has both. And this is a theme in Chabad Hasidis. The lower level has something greater than the higher level. The higher level of knowledge is that God doesn't know anything actively. God knows everything passively. It is known to God. God already knows everything. God knows the past, God knows the present, God knows the future. It's all already known. There's no new. So it is what it is. That's called, I'm just using the words that we have in Hasidus, that God is soyveiv kol almin, that God transcends the world. There's a transcending God. God is so much bigger than us. Like you were saying, something appears to be bad. Yeah, but God is so true. From God's perspective, everything is great. No matter what wouldn't have happened. We don't get it. We're little. God is bigger. God is, God is everything. God is beyond. The God that's beyond. The God in the heavens. Soivet Kholalmim passively knows everything. The Alter Rebbe argues that if that would be the only truth, we would never daven. Because what would be the point? What are you, who are you trying to convince? You're coming in with some new information. We know so little. We know that we don't even know what to daven for. 
And we have all of these stories. We have the, you know, the Magad of Mezrich. The Magad of Mezrich, who lived at a time like now, where making programs is no problem, except against the Jews. He was so in pain from it. And he was foreseeing that which would be coming after his passing. Which was, which was that, you know, a, a society that tolerated, not the government, never the government, but the society, the government tolerated people that would go around and would harass Jews. That, that, that was the, this went on for hundreds of years in Eastern Europe and in Russia. And every now and then, people play, paid with their lives. But even prior to paying with their lives, it was just a society that tolerated, that tolerated Jew hate for whatever the reason. There was always a reason because we were doing If we would only not do that, then everything would be fine. But since we do that, we have to go on. They were, and, and there would be, there would be, and he couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. The Magad, the Mezrich is, is, is said that when he's going to pass away, all of this is going to stop. If I'm not mistaken, there's one version that he said that he's going to pass away quicker to be able to go and he felt that he's going to daven up there, he's going to stop everything. He'll be closer to God. And he passed away and nothing changed for the better. Everything stayed the way it used to be. So ten of his great Talmidim, they got together, they made a minion, they went to his graveside and they and they told him that's not right. They told him that you made a commitment that you're going to go up to the heavens and you're going to appeal to God and, and you're a tzaddik. And, and it's all the same. So the story is, is that he came to all of them in a dream. That's quite awesome. He came, they all had the same dream. And the Magad told him that now that I'm up there, from, from that perspective, everything's, everything is happening exactly the way it needs to happen. Exactly the way it needs to happen. So they told the Magad, oh, if that's the case, why are we davening? Okay, if everything is perfect, what's the point of, you know, a part of prayer is praising. That part you can praise. Part of prayer is asking, why are we davening? See, that's a big question. And the, sto- the, wor- the story goes is that the Magad told him, yeah, you don't have my perspective. You have your perspective. You have to talk to God based on what you know. You have to connect to God from where you are. You cannot connect to God based on where someone else is. So you daven, but I can't help you. And that was not an uplifting story. But I want to give just to speak out about a concept that God, which transcends everything, and God that is above time, and God that's above space, which is Emes, God already knows everything that, that ha- that's going to happen. Everything is. It is what it is. God is not reacting to everything because everything already is. And it's all Him. He's, he just is. Now, this is something so beyond us that we cannot relate to God. We cannot, we can believe in God. We can serve God. We cannot connect to God. You cannot connect to God if we are like and like can connect. Like and unlike cannot connect. When things are too different, there's no connection. There is no connection. There is another type of knowledge, which is much lower, but it's also godly knowledge. And the godly, there's a level of God or godliness which is very much like us, very much like us. That God to know has to make an effort to know. He knows, he makes an effort and he knows. And after God knows, God reacts. We say this in the Shema, we also say this in the Shema. God writes the words that if we're gonna do X, Y, and Z, he'll be upset. He writes that. The Torah says that God theoretically can get angry at us. 
That's a reactive God. That's not an aloof God. That's not a God that, that uh, is what it is. To that God we daven. Now there's one God, one second. To the level of God that lowered, God lowered himself and he became very much into a being that we can relate to, which is a being that's all knowledgeable, but through active knowledge. God has to look and he has to see. And you have this in Chumash. The Chumash is filled with that, that God looked, that God saw, that God stretched out his hand, that God regretted. God regretted. It says that God regretted that he made the type of man that was before the mob. God regretted Hamas. He reg- it said the Chumash says that God regretted. So you can ask a question. If God regretted, why did he make it? This answers that question. That on this lower level, God limited himself in what we call into the into the ten spheres. These are the words. And from the perspective of the ten spheres, we are very much in the image of God. We can relate to God. There's something called intelligence. God has intelligence. He's much smarter than us, but it's still intelligence. There are feelings and the specifics. There's a feeling of chesed. There's a feeling of gevura. God has chesed. God has gevura. God does something. God really changes his mind. It says in the Chumash. When it says that God said, I'm going to go down to see, Naltareva says gewaldik. He says like this. There is an objective truth and there is a subjective truth. This is this is unique to the Alter Rebbe. Most people say that oh, God is objective truth. There's only objective. We are subjective. No. The level of soiviv is objective. It's pu- it's perfect. It, it it is. It is what it is. On the level of what we call Mamali, on the level of God, the godliness that gets involved in the world, everything is subjective. Everything is subjective. Everything is subjective is just like, for example, yeah. for Al gives this example. The same reason that we use one day to justify a harsh reaction, that's how subjective God is. That same reason God himself will use tomorrow to justify a kind reaction. For example, we can relate to that. God looked at man before the marble, and what did God say? That from when man is born, there is something evil in man. There is a potential of evil in every human being. From when they're born, that means it's corrupt to the, to the bone. Nothing is pure. And therefore, God says, I'm going to destroy man. Right after the marble, you know what God said? I'm never going to destroy the whole world again. Because like, how can I blame them? They are already born from the beginning. They have something evil in them. So if a man is not perfect, if a human being is not perfect, there has to be some, some sort of understanding. God is not giving Hamas a clean pass, God forbid. But for God to go and destroy the whole world, God says, I'll never do that again because it's not fear. You can't blame humanity when humanity from birth already have a, from the beginning they're bad or they have potential for bad. So it's crazy, says the Alter Rebbe. If God thought that way, why didn't he think that way before the flood? That makes God very human-like. We can relate to that. We are that way. The Alter Rebbe writes something which is, uh, it's good to know, it's very, it can be controversial, and many times people put you on the spot, so you know, what's the on the spot? 
that the Torah makes gender differences, and that includes, uh, don't shoot the messenger, but a woman, by the Torah law, cannot be a judge and cannot be a witness. There are exceptions. In Kashros, she could be a witness. But when it comes to financial laws, a woman is not a valid witness. A woman cannot sit as a judge in a Jewish court. First of all, that's something that's not disputed. Some people say the trade is outdated, the trade is not divine, and therefore we have to update it. But once we accept that this is the, that it's given from God, how are you to explain it? How would you explain that? Anyone? Okay. Okay. I mean, these are the answers that... Let me tell you what the Alter Rebbe writes. The opposite of what you said. He writes like this, that that to a certain degree, theoretically, we could be more objective. We have these two parts in us. There is the objective person and there is a subjective person. Objectively, we are the same. Same seichel. And you, you would argue that a judge should be objective, 100%, as should be a witness. The challenge is, is that we are also subjective. The Altarebbe writes, this is based on Kabbalah, that women come from the left and men come from the right, which means that women are a lot more judgmental. In a subjective way? In a subjective way. Emotional. Well, emotional, you were saying kind. I'm just saying that that's a thing... That people say it's not true. Okay, that's what the Torah says. That men are more of Horachamon, and a woman, when she's judging, she can be more severe. So how come Hashem is sending? Huh? How come Hashem is sending Oh, very good. Mamish uses that to explain over here. So one second. When God, what was happening in Sodom? See, when it comes to the level of Soiviv, there are no answers. Like, how can God allow that to happen in Sodom? They were talking about they burnt one woman. How many Jews were burnt now? Hundreds alive. Crazy. We don't know. From the from the perspective of Soiviv, it's so beyond us, it's almost like, if you believe, you don't have a question. Not you don't have an answer. You don't have a question because we're, we're dealing with God. How am I to know God? I can't call it kind. I can't call it the opposite of kind. It's God. I don't, it's something. There's a power that does what needs to happen. It's like when you have a dream. Dreams are very violent. Like, like it is what it is. You just, there's no Rachmanis. What needs to happen, happens. Very good, very good. What looks to us, very bad, very bad. The worst things happen in the human history. And we are the victims always. The Jew is the victim here. 
that's from the perspective of soiviv. It's beyond us. So there's nothing we can do. We don't know how to deal with it. Now there's only one God. Hashem Elokeinu, the Alter Rebbe says. Soiviv and Namali, they merge. But there is a level of godliness that becomes subjective. That becomes subjective. And therefore that reacts. God has in him both a male part and a female part. God has both genders. And what God ultimately did to Sodom, which is that he annihilated Sodom, that's because God judged Sodom with this female aspect. So God said, I'm going to go down, says the Alter I'm going to go down from where to where. God doesn't have a body. I'm not going to only be looking at the world from this higher perspective, from Soiviv, which it is what it is. And God already knew what's going to happen. God says, no, I'm going to lower myself also to be closer to us, to incorporate myself in the 10 spheres, which God does in the divine spheres. I'm going to lower myself. And when I lower myself now, I'm going to look at the, the whole events, not... not only from this higher loftier perspective that we have no understanding of what goes on over there. And there it is what it is. I'm going to look at it in a very subjective way. Yeah. And on that level, God has to make an effort to see. God says, I'm going to see, which means prior to him seeing, he's not seeing. And then God is going to choose whether I will react like a male judge or like a female judge. And a male judge in this context would have meant that God would not have annihilated those five cities. And, and ultimately, because of them burning up one woman, God decided then that he will incorporate himself with his midah of Malchus, which the Shechina, and he's going to completely destroy though, that the world cannot exist with those five cities. They just found Mamish evidence that what happened to Sodom was this: the, the earth there has the same residue of an atomic bomb. And they explained that there was some sort of mediator, some me, meteor. meteor. Something came in from that. Mamash it says in the Chumash, and had such a big impact that it, the same impact of a nuclear bomb over there in the in the five cities, which is amazing, without a fallout because it wasn't a nuclear device. But things got disintegrated with a level of heat yeah. that is meshuga yeah. in those five cities, and that was something that we believe was everything is bashgachapratus. God allows himself the luxury of choosing what to be. God can be both. And sometimes the world is so evil that he has to incorporate himself like a woman to take care of business. That's what the Alta Rebbe writes. So why, why doesn't Allah go with that? Because the world cannot exist if that would happen. Look, whenever God does that, there's a complete destruction. According to the Alta Rebbe's model, we need up some woman now sit on top of the government in Israel to take care of business. Because the big mamish, because the men are not, are not. I mean, the truth is, we don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have a mother of one of those kids that were killed to sit there, and there would and, and there would be it would be a whole different world, according to the smiling of the Alter Rebbe. But once I want to explain something beautiful. This chassid, this Rabbi Babad, who was going through tzaddis, he never doubted. See, that's the thing. He never doubted whether God knows, even though he thought, does God know? Even when we ask that question, we can ask from pain, 
what we know that God knows, what, let me tell you what we're really asking. What we're saying is, is that this type of knowledge is so heartless, is so removed from us, it doesn't help me to know that God knows from that level. That is what was bothering him. So when you tell her God knows, why am I supposed to feel better? People say, I don't get chizok. Yeah, I, I, I believe that God knows, but I still need, why do you need chizok? I, these are the words, because when you have in your mind a God that is not emotionally connected to what's happening, because God is so much greater than us and God knows everything, and whatever happens on some level needed to happen. If not, Utaka would not have, we believe in all that. These ideas are so far removed from the human experience that that knowledge doesn't help me. This chassid was wondering, does God know the way a person knows his fellow? Does God, when he's watching, that's what's happening to me, does God feel the pain that I'm feeling? Is God reacting to my tsar? And that was what he was anguished about. And when the when when Pinchas Karetzer told him that I feel your pain, a human being, a tzaddik, a human being is not removed because we're all human. If you are moved because someone else is in tsar, you react. You react. You know, you can get happy, excited, or in the other direction, you get angry. You get angry, you get in pain, you get gripped, as we should. We are reacting. We're not super beings. We're normal, just little people. You watch things that are happening, it bothers you. He wanted to know whether God has that. And that's what the Rebbe told him, that just like I have it, God also has that. Doesn't make God little. God has both parts. There's Hashem and there's Elohim. That's the way the Alter Rebbe explains it. There is the transcendent God, that God is soiv of Kalamim and God is beyond everything and God is, God is not intelligence, God created intelligence. God is not kindness, God created kindness. That's emes. A, a person cannot go through life if that would be the only emes, because we would be lost. Elohim. In other words, it doesn't prevent it. I think that there are many things that need to happen. Let's speak about how we can help each other. Sometimes we watch someone going through a challenge and we are able to actually change it. That's the best. What happens if you cannot change it? What's second best? To have empathy. Having empathy doesn't mean you're going to help them. If a person cannot pay their bills and you don't have money to help them, the, the, the option B is not to walk away from them. It's to have empathy. The level of Havayek doesn't have empathy. It can't. It's too removed. And God wants to have empathy. So the same God, the same God lowered himself to a point where God can have empathy. Doesn't mean that things, if it happened in the past, it needed to happen. It already happened. Nothing, no one can change the past. People spend their whole life trying to change the past. And you'll, you'll see, you do it yourself. You go back, you think back, and you, we spend in our brain. We live over here with all of the energy about that. And if I only would have said this or only would have done that, then this would have happened or that wouldn't have happened. And a chaval, because we're spending futile. It's, 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 it's nothing. The past is, it is what it is. And we have to mamish learn how to accept it. We have to have a whole different relationship with the past. That's a whole different thing. We cannot change the past, but we relate to it different. Because when we think about the past, an event can bring about the feeling of pain. An event can bring about the the, the feeling of energy, of I have to do something. There, there, you know, the same event can make me put me down or pick me up. Not pick me up. If something is bad, it's not going to make me excited. But will it kill me or will it will it empower me? 
going on a mission, doing something is empowering. It's not empowerment from something great, no. Like right now in Israel, people are very empowered. People don't even have time to mourn. People don't have time to mourn now. You have you have over 100,000 families that are refugees. You have to know what that means. 100,000 families. So, you know, some people, if you know your own village, it's crazy. Israel is a country of refugees right now. Like after the war, same thing. Everywhere. Are people walking around in victim mode? They can't even afford. It's not that they're choosing. They can't because they are at war. Because everyone, everyone is wearing, they have 360,000 people wearing a uniform. So that affects everyone. So it's your father, it's your brother, it's you, it's your wife, everyone, half of the country, you know, up on arms. And, and the more people are ready. So, so they, are, they are in a empowered mode, an empowered mode, meaning they re, they're right now reacting towards what is with we're going to do something. We have to do something and we're doing something. Hashem should bless us that we should be doing the right things. We definitely want to do the right thing. But the emotional mode is what happened, happened. But now what am I doing with that? I'm not, oh my God, how can God have allowed it to happen? Or, oh, woe is to me. Or, nebach, us. You can't afford to be there. And I don't think any Jew can afford to be there. When people are, are seeing over here what's happening over here, I think it's important to see what's happening. Not to go into victim mode. But to understand that that uh, we have to we, we, we don't have an option. If someone is coming to attack you at that moment, just a human reaction, you're not going to go into victim. You can't. You, it's terrible. I know that. And not only is it not productive, it's the opposite. It's destructive. But we are that way. But we, we don't even have the option. I'm saying we don't even have the option now to go into any other mode. That's why people are saying, I need chizuk because what, what, what bereda do you have? No one has a bereda. Everyone has a relative over here that's in the army. I have family members of mamash, mamash with uniform. And, and that means that we don't know where they are. They can't, they can't communicate. And just think about the parents of, of children that are kidnapped, like what they're going through. And everyone is, everyone is together. So what Al-Tareb is pointing out is, is that we should know that God doesn't only know the way you think God knows. God is this being that we don't know. God knows the way a human being knows. God goes down. God makes an effort to know, which means that he reacts. You see, throughout the Kumish, throughout the Kumish, every one of God's reactions is kind of an image the way we react. Mamish. Mamish. We react towards, you see his anger, you see his Mamish, and 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 that's and that's and so the problem. Very good. So so the problem with that is is that we believe that God doesn't have a body. That's that's from the founder. God doesn't have the types of human. Ex- he doesn't. That is not all of what God has. But the the Baal Shem Tev is explaining. The Alter Rebbe is explaining that God also has that, not the body, but God also. There's a higher part and a lower part, so to say. Hashem and Elokim, and it's one. Hashem Elokeinu. We also have, that's what I'm saying, that we have the koyach of being objective, not like God. And then there are times that we have to be subjective. There is a time to be subjective. Not when you're sitting as a judge, but I'm saying there are times that we have to be subjective. And when we are subjective, we have to choose how to be subjective. To be subjective with compassion, which is the male attribute that everyone has, to be subjective with, with Abyssal Rahmanis, and then there are some things in, in the world, the way it is prior to Mashiach, that you have to be subjective, you have to be uh, emotionally involved. Certain things, if you're not emotionally involved, you're not going to get the business done. You have to be invo- emotional, and you have to be invested with no Rahmanis. 
and God reacted to that certain cruelty, the, the God is role modeling, look at it, go down, like go down and see. I'm not saying that everyone should watch every horrible video, debatable, but there's something to it, to go down and to see what is, to see what is, to see what, and then you're gonna react, good. There's a time to be reactive towards evil, and that reaction has to be, in this moment for sure, Belashen Akeva has to be a has to be a reaction with no with no mercy. And just to continue to follow up and to repeat it last week that I am not fighting Hamas and most people here are not, but we have to acknowledge that within us everything out there is within us. That's just the way it is. That we all have a Yetzer Hara, and everyone should should we all have a Hamas in us. We all have that, and there's a lot of power there. There's a lot of power that we have. I'm not negating the mitzvah of fighting a battle there. We have to do that. And we have to support everyone. But then I have my own issues. And, and, and most of us have issues that we never fully annihilated. Vaharaya, we're still stuck. And this wake-up call, like what am I doing with all these feelings? Like no rachmanas on what? No rachmanas on the parts in me that are not the way they should be. It woke them up, but it woke them up. But we, but we, our responsibility is to is to help them become more Jewish. Yeah. Because that, that, that's what they that's what they want to do. Because they, they they realize at least ninety nine they realize that all of the excuses that the world is giving it's like the Jew understood before it's it's sheker. Yeah. Yeah. But we have a responsibility to help every Jew, beginning with the Jew that we can point ourselves with, to to to, to deal with our chamas better, and we have to do that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We role model that. Mamish. Mamish. Have more obviously thrall to self. In other words, whatever we're witnessing out there, we just—it's not that difficult just to to see that all of that, all of that has to be internalized. It's not either or, but that's the way it is. You know, we always had the Alter Rebbe. wrote so many times that in Mitzrayim, the first Golos was a outer Golos, and the first redemption was pure outer. These people were slaves. We needed to be free from who knows what it means to be a slave. The final is an inner, it's an inner of I'm not taking away the tzadis, even though it looks like everyone is everyone is attacking us, but the real avoida, the real uh, the redemption is the in this inner, the inner redemption no one can do for me. And I would say most people cannot even help themselves. Some people, you know, person has addictions, go get help, go get help. You know, what I have to, what, what I could do, I do, whatever I need help, I have to acknowledge, I can't do this on my own, and I go out to other people to get help. And then there's, you know, being a, being with Chavedim, spending the time better, just just that, just this you can see right now. You can all the time that we have free, and all of the time that many people can waste, and we we feel it, we feel it. Like even now, you know, you go and you're watching the news and watching the news and watching. Then what did you do? Nothing, nothing. You know already. If you know already, what's there? Just do something. So take it to spend more time learning. Torah is good. Doing mitzvahs is good. Saying Tehillim is good. Giving tzedakah is good. But I think the fighting of the Chamas, this this. This stubborn part in us, we all have, and and we have to uh, 
We have to annihilate it. We have to we have to finally deal with it. We have to deal with our Hamas. And we should take the motivation from the pain if we need that. And we should direct it that way. Just imagine, imagine the joy that we will experience when all of the people that are kidnapped that are still living will be released. And that's going to happen. We should see that happening. That will be that will be a little time of Mashiach. And we should also have that, already have that, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It has to happen. What happened, happened. We can't change the past, but we're trying to change the future. And also, there's so many hidden. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of Jews that are f- f- working on that, on the mitzvah of Pidyon Shavuyim. It's just it's too painful to think. This whole conflict changed because of it. That was their plan. We can't do what we would have done otherwise because we want to keep them alive. I think I think I think I think I think I don't know I don't know and that's irrelevant. I think it's it's irrelevant. I think right now to sit with anger against the government also won't be helpful. Yaffa 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 Yaffa, when you'll be the head of the government, when you'll be there when we. Okay, could be. I'm just saying it could be. But what what so what should we do now? Be frustrated. Can I can I go uh, can I can I can I internalize it right now? I just want to mirror that that frustration in a way where I have power. That I had opportunities in the past in my life, I was getting somewhere, and then at the last second I gave into my yetsar har. Okay. I, I gave it back, and and that's why I'm in trouble now. In this area and in that area, I'm saying that 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 because it's so easy to see out. We cannot see, but it's a mirror. So what are you, you're saying a good point, that we see, you see how we empower them, which means that there are certain tendencies that we have, etc. that, yeah, God gave me that tendency, but I empowered it. All beginning with the ego, that's the Yeshua, beginning with that. There were so many opportunities for me to be more humble, and I finally got humbled, and then I gave it back to myself. Then I said, oh. Sure, this this is surrender. There's no way to live now without humble surrender. Really, like, like what are you humble? I, I said right now, my first thing was when it happened, you have to surrender. surrender. If you're not going to surrender, I don't know, I, I would not be able to function. Surrender to God, surrender. 100% the the surrender but surrender has to spill over. Not surrender to about that. Surrender means that the people around us should see they're looking at a different person. And, and the fact that you have on some level, a lot of unity, halavai even deeper, that's because people surrendered on some level. Going from not talking to someone to talking to someone, people would do with so much animosity. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's already humility. That's a bittle. That's the main yetzer hara. The ego. Well, there's a lot of bittle now. If only the, you know, the surrender can come from when you're talking about that space of working within, the surrender comes naturally. Right? Because you work on yourself within, you understand what. But the, the idea is, if only the surrender that we're seeing now doesn't have to come from such a like extreme place. But it, but it happened already. But we know that, I understand. But now it's beginning. Now we're exactly. beginning a journey. But the idea is, is that we're talking about working within. It's like, yes, the work is within so that you can actually naturally surrender yourself to the experiences around you. That's right. That makes it makes a lot of sense. I want to go one more thing to what you're saying. That the fact is, right, We did, the, the government of Israel did not react with one big boom and that's it. They're saying it's it's a process. 
That means that our avoida, our inner war, is a process. We should not expect ourselves. And same with Mashiach. And yeah, the same Mashiach thing. Everything. Everything is a process. The life is a process. We are on a journey over here. And I know that I have to better myself here. And then all goes back to my ego. That my expectation also should not be, boom, I'm going to throw an atom bomb and, and I'm at tzaddik. It doesn't go that way. It means that that, that, that that we get better. And then, God forbid, there's a setback. And, but, but at least to acknowledge that we are the cause of the setback. We gave away Gush Katif. We made it. I know that. I'm not talking about out. I'm talking about inner. I'm talking. I'm talking about I- inside of us. If we if we can find Yaffa, if we can find in our lives that area, if I can find in my life that area where I was already getting ahead, I was getting better, and then I gave in. So then I won't be angry. No, then you'll use all of that energy not to be angry, which is a futile. Uh, you're gonna let's say now that you are angry, you will channel the anger. You will cha- anger is powerful. You will chan- I should channel it more to fight by Yon Yetzir Hara. That's, 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 that's a good derech. Versus just getting around and getting uh, frustrated and getting uh, afraid. That's, that's pure, that's nadish. That's, that's without direction. That's the goal. To see what's happening, I think it's a mitzvah to some degree. To know, to see, to react, and then to take it in. Not only to take it in. All of the kindness that people are doing here is gavaldic. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm saying also to take it in. And their power is a lot more within. There's a lot of power within. I can do. Without, I can't do. Like I said, what's kidnapped? There's things in me that are kidnapped. I can free, I have to redeem me. So the Shabbos, the, the, they, they kidnapped the rainbow. We're living, the, everything Everything holy was kidnapped. We're living in this, so we have to free everything. They kidnapped everything. They kidnapped the word freedom. They kidnapped the concept of peace. They kidnapped the meaning of happiness. Every every holy concept that God spoke about, everything, everything was farhap by the by the by this by this culture. They stole it. We have to redeem it. And we have to be more vocal. We should not be intimidated because we don't have an option. It was intimidating. Who who spoke out against against the the rights of the G, LGBTQ? So the people were quite from a people. We didn't speak about it. We have to we have to figure out how to 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 speak about it better. Why why is it happening in our schools? You have all of these children Nebach that are going through such pain. That's because the society accepted it. When you accept certain things, if it used to be two percent, the acceptance of it will make it become twenty percent. Mrs. Morovich, this is in the whole world. This is in the whole world. You have to understand the president of Brazil, at least over here, the, the president Biden officially appears to be on our side. You have governments where the where the for a president to get up and for him to say that Israel is a terrorist state and for him to speak for for, for an hour berating the Jewish people. This is what's happening now, what happened in 1938. Mamish. And people have to see that's why God says, Oh, go down and see what's happening. Mamish. So we we grew up in a society that that was advocating that you cannot be racist. It's sheker. You can be against the Jew. You can be against the Jew. It's fully acceptable today. 
It's acceptable by the eyes of most people here, your neighbors, that Jews should be burned, babies. That's acceptable. Because they're not, they're not protesting against all of these demonstrations yes, that are violent demonstrations. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what should I do? What should I do? I should become more Jewish. I should go fight against my Hamas. I mean, there's so much what to do. It's important to know where we're at. We're, we're at a we're at a, a in a moment that's the whole world is. And what, in other words, let me say this: where there's no like by Haman, Haman, we say there was no place where to one. Where are you gonna go? Why? Why do you think it's safer there? I think it's safer. I think the whole world is the same. I think one of the takeaways for me, I don't mind being recorded from this fact, is is that, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is, because the Rebbe says, because God says so, yes. But I'm everywhere, in other words, this idea that the, the, I'm speaking about running, where are you going to run to? It's a global village. Everyone knows everything. And, and we have to understand that there is an accepted, inborn hatred against the Jew. And everything is an excuse. All, it's always an excuse. This same hatred was before we were bombing Gaza. This goes back to last century was this and the century before that. Mamish. And the Goyim know it. And when you, uh, just just going down that road is, is, is futile. It's, it's irrelevant. But besides for safety. Where are you going? Isn't there something to all of us being in Israel in order to be like a whole body? Did I, did I, I, can, I guess I'm a Chabad Chassid. So I, I'm going to stand, I'm going to hold on to what I believe in. I believe in, I believe that, that we are meant right now, right now to be everywhere in the world. And we are right now, especially in these moments of crisis, we have to do everything we could to get every Jew around us be more Jewish. And we're going to succeed now, we're succeeding now. You speak to Jews about intermarriage, you would fail. Speak to Jews that never put on tefillin, they put on tefillin now. Jews want to keep Shabbos. In other words... People are keeping Shabbos mamish. That's what the Rebbe always held. That's that's a sheet of the Rebbe. That was a sheet of the Rebbe. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on that team, on the Rebbe's team. At the end, at the end, at the end, the end is the case that there'll be a there'll be a person there'll be a person who will take over the government of Israel. There'll be a new government in Israel. That's the end. And that government of Israel first, like the Ramam says, will get rid of our enemies. Then that government of Israel then will build a base on Mikdash. And then that government will bring all the Jews back to Eretz Yisrael. That's what the Rambam says. And we'll all have a place. It's not like we're getting we'll all have a pace. You know how big you know how big Israel is. You think you're gonna live where you think Israel goes until the Euphrates. We're gonna move to Iraq, guys, to Fajula. Enjoy your LA. You understand? I'm just kidding. It's gonna be beautiful. So, and then what about like our homes here and all the things we invest in here? Is it even worth it to? Sure, sure, because you're gonna you're gonna rent out your home, and you're gonna have income. And with the income from just from renting out your home, you'll be able to live over there and, and, and. Sure. And every now and then when you want to go on vacation, you'll have where to go. That's right, not here. Why are you living in Israel? I would never come.
Um, don't say, don't say ever, don't say that. First of all, there's. No, 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 no. The whole world will be different. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be law. There'll be law and order. Let's start with. There won't be lawlessness. Mashiach will inspire the world to be more lawful, the right way, from inside, not lawful from external. People will want to be more lawful. That, that changes everything. I'm not afraid of the police. By Moshe Rabbeinu, there was no police. Think about it. There were millions of people in the desert. There was no police. There was a dispute. You went to the Rav. And, who, and the losing party was very angry at the Rav. But that was it. So they were angry. The whole world. The Ramam writes, the whole world, there'll be so much wealth in the whole world that there won't be jealousy anymore. The Ramam be literally, both, both inner and outer. But there'll also be I think that there'll be there won't be poverty. The Ramam says. In other words, there won't be the types of need when Mashiach will come. Okay. Everyone, every the whole world, the whole world. I think every guy has their own reason why they hate us. No one of the many reasons. <laughs> one of the many reasons. It makes sense, but I'm sure there's other things also. And then there's beyond. At the end of the day, is the guys that God, it's God's world. Let's go back to that. It's God's world, and God is running the world, and God is good. And even though God did things. Correct. But these people, these people, is before Mashiach now, when they're going in there, a fact, some of them are coming back. I'm saying just to know, I'm saying they're going into danger. They're going into danger, and the, the world is not yet miraculous, and and some of them are getting hurt. Can I ask you a yeah, let's stop over here.